Welcome back to the Asian Conservative Lawyer. I'm your host, Jamil Gabriel. So today's going to be slightly different than what I usually talk about. We're going to actually talk about history and how we got here. What does Putin want? Because uh, I'm getting a lot of emails. I'm getting a lot of text messages on what exactly, why does Putin want this stuff? Even though he knew that, you know, going to war with Ukraine was going to be unfavorable to the allies or to NATO in general. So we're going to go back to 1922, Okay. Actually, we'll even go back further than that. We'll go back to 1914, okay? Austro-Hungary declares war on Serbia, right? Serbia is a friend of uh, Russia. So what does Russia do? They declare war on Austro-Hungary. Austro-Hungary knows they can't beat Russia. So they ask Germany. Germany issues them called the blank check, which the blank check is we will provide as many troops as you want, anything, essentially, you could have it all, Okay. So that's what happens. And then France declares war on Germany. So Germany has this problem. Um, they think that if they go knock out France first, which is the biggest, which was at the time the biggest army, okay, they would win, all right? They would just knock out France and then they would focus their attention on Russia. However, Russia mobilized way too quicker or way too fast. So because they... Uh, did that Germany had to come up with a pl another plan, all right? They were still going to enact the Schlieffen plan, which was to go to France. But in order to go around Belgium, that would take too long, and by that time, Berlin was going to fall, okay? They knew that Russia was already mobilized way too fast. Berlin was going to fall. So what they decided to do was they decided to cut straight through Belgium, okay? Belgium was a neutral territory at the time, and the U.K., had a was one of the biggest allies so the uk told germany that if you step foot in belgium we will attack okay we will fight we will attack you guys and declare war on you so veering out of options germany decided okay well we're going to attack anyway so they took over belgium and then they went to france and the uk came in and they had far superior numbers and then we had you know the uk at the time took over two-thirds of the entire world so they had a lot of allies. You had India, you had Hong Kong, you had the United States. They didn't take over the United States, but you know what I'm saying. They had a lot of allies. They had Canada, um, Australia. So you had all this, you know, the UK was the final nail in the coffin. If they did not invade Belgium, who knows? We might all be speaking German. So after that, the Russian people were getting sick of war, all right? It was costing them a lot of money. And it was just destroying it. So Tsar Nicholas III took over. And he didn't really help. He didn't help at all. Um, he tried... People were sick of the monarchy. So they were going to kick Tsar Nicholas III out. I believe it's Tsar Nicholas III or the second. They were going to kick Tsar Nicholas III. Uh, yeah, I think it's the third. So they were going to kick Tsar Nicholas out. So Tsar Nicholas decided to put something called the Duma, okay? The Duma was just good on paper because it didn't really actually do anything. The Duma was to, to give powers to the people, all right? People were supposed to vote on what they wanted, to go to war or not. Well, Tsar Nicholas didn't actually do that, okay? So he signed the Duma. People, you know, calmed their tensions a little bit. And when they saw that Tsar Nicholas was still leading, they were like, okay, our votes aren't being heard. This is, this is baloney. Okay, so we had two different, um, 
two factions that come out of it. You had the White Army and the Red Army, which is sometimes referred to as the Bolsheviks. So the White Army actually won. They won the first revolution. I believe it's called the February Revolution. And they won, but they did not get out of World War I. So Germany knew that. Germany knew that the Russian people were getting pissed. So Germany funded Vladimir Lenin to go and create an uprising again. And that's where the October Revolution is. So with the Bolsheviks won, Vladimir Lenin became in charge. Vladimir Lenin got originally got his start from hijacking and robberies and all this other stuff from a Georgian man named Joseph Stalin. Okay. So when the Bolsheviks won, Vladimir Lenin loved Karl Marx. I believe he actually met Karl Marx and the philosophy of communism was that the people, you know, the low class people were going to create an uprising and then take over and control the country from within. Okay. That's what the premise of the communist manifesto says. Karl, um, Vladimir Lenin loved that idea. So that's what he wanted. He did not like any type of capitalism. So, but someone needed to still take control. So Vladimir Lenin took control, but he only took control for a couple of years before he suffered a stroke and it left him immobilized. Well, when he was creating the party, he created the general secretary position and he gave that to Stalin. And the general secretary position was in charge of giving jobs. So if you look in the hierarchy, you had Vladimir Lenin, Leon Trotsky, and then you had Joseph Stalin, and then Joseph Stalin's minions, essentially, all right? Everyone that turned in their application or so, they gave it to Joseph Stalin, and Joseph Stalin was the one that approved it. So when Vladimir Lenin died, Joseph Stalin made a completely genius set of moves, you know, completely brilliant. So what he ended up doing was he photoshopped a picture of himself and Lenin and made himself look taller. I, like I said, I, I don't know why being tall is like a requisite of being a politician, but apparently that's what it was. OK, and it still is today, because if you look at like the greatest presidents, they like rank them from like the height. Like, I don't know. I don't know why, but that's why. OK, so now you have Joseph Stalin. Um, making pictures of himself, and he's now considered the first Photoshop picture. So Joseph Stalin took over by sending Leon Trotsky oblivious to Vladimir Lenin's death. So during the funeral proceedings, Joseph Stalin actually sent Leon Trotsky like across the country because they thought that he thought that Leon Tr or not Leon Trotsky, Leon Trotsky thought that Vladimir Lenin was going to be buried somewhere else. Okay. But he was actually going to be buried where he currently is in the mausoleum or whatever. I believe it's in Moscow. But and it made Joseph Stalin look pretty awesome. OK, they're like, oh, he's the next leader because Leon Trotsky was originally supposed to be the leader of the Soviet Union. In fact, Vladimir Lenin even said that he wrote a letter and Joseph Stalin's attendant or Vladimir Lenin's attendant that sat by him bedside to Vladimir Lenin took that letter and brought it to Joseph Stalin and Joseph Stalin knew that he was not going to get, you know, power. So that's why he created all these, you know, lies. And then he sent Leon Trotsky to Mexico and then um, they executed Leon Trotsky. But Joseph Stalin is now the leader. Okay. Nazi Germany rises up 
and they take over Poland, okay? They told Joseph Stalin that all they wanted was Poland, okay? Hitler told Joseph Stalin that all they wanted was Poland. That's what the treaty was. And Joseph Stalin, being the idiot, was like, okay, yeah, sure. So you may be wondering why, what happened to his generals and his admirals because a lot of people did go against because they said, do not trust Hitler. Well, Joseph Stalin killed him, okay? That's pretty easy. So we'll go a little bit back again. I'm sorry, this is a major, major th detail, is that Joseph Stalin, when he granted, he got power, he had something called the five-year plan. So he was going to take an agrarian society and turn it industrialized in five years. That's totally unheard of, okay? If you look at the United Kingdom during the 1860s, you know, when they had plumes of smoke and all that other stuff, you know, uh, the Victorian era, it took them like 200 years. And Britain took over two-thirds of the entire world. So, you know, they were pretty powerful. So how do you think that Joseph Stalin ended up taking over and making an industrialized society within five years. Well, that's simple. He created gulags and he sent the NKVD over anyone that he deemed was unfavorable to the Communist Party. He jailed them and he made them work slave labor. Okay. I know a lot of people don't like the word slave, but that's what it was. They were considered prisoners. So they were considered subhuman. They were just there to work. Okay. They weren't fed. They were barely clothed. And they worked until they died. 30 million people ended up dying. But it did work. The, um, Joseph Stalin managed to industrialize Russia from an agrarian society. Okay, So everyone liked that. All right, The economy was booming. All this other stuff, they were industrialized. Well, now we're going back to World War II. So Hitler invades Russia. Okay, so, um, Stalin, since he killed all his generals, killed all his admirals, he didn't really put up much of a fight, okay? But he actually ran away for about two weeks. He ran away into his room. No one was able to talk to him. And then when people were knocking on his door like, please help us, he said, okay, I will lead you guys into victory or something along those lines. So that's what he did. So he signed some executive orders. Um, I can't remember the exact number, but essentially what it allowed is if you don't fight for the motherland or russia you'll get executed you'll get killed okay so now after world war ii's ended all the land that nazi germany took over was split okay actually all of the axis powers were split all that land that they took so we're gonna get to the eastern theater but right now we're focusing on the west because this is what stalin wanted or this is what putin wants now so the Western theater, um, all those countries like Poland, Germany, all that other stuff was taken over. They were split between allies. They were supposed to have free and fair elections. You know Stalin. He refused. He did not want to have any type of free and fair election. Okay. So they split it. Okay. And actually Stalin in one of the meetings actually told them, well, Germany invaded us twice. So we get to have buffer zones. So Truman was like, sure, and actually NATO, we're, but they're not called NATO at this time. The Allies said, okay, sure, you know, you'll get that. But they're supposed to have free and fair elections. And Stalin was like, okay, sure, free and fair elections. Well, he pretty much took, took over that area, okay? So that included Poland, Ukraine, Yugoslavia. Um, Yugoslavia is a satellite state, I know. You're going to 
comment on it later. I know it was a satellite state, okay? All those countries were now belonged to Stalin, okay? And because of war, if you don't know, war is, a very, is very costly. They did not have anything. So Stalin's hope was, oh, well, since they, uh, since they just lost the war, they're going to look up for allies to help fund them, okay? And Stalin started giving lots of money to these uh, countries, okay? America was like, nah, no way. Nope, we're not, we're not going to have that because they vehemently hated communism. So America started to send um, supplies over to all these countries. Well, Stalin said, um, Stalin's like, no, we're not going to take that. So then you have... So he set up blockades, then what ended up happening was called the Berlin Airlift, and it's freaking amazing if you actually look at it. Berlin Airlift, I think they sent like 200,000 planes within like three or four months to drop off supplies. Okay, that's, that's literally like a plane every five minutes. So they were dropping off supplies. I mean, the logistics of that alone is incredible, but they were dropping off supplies, okay? Then Stalin was like, nope, I don't like that, okay? So... He set up something called the Iron Curtain, okay? They did not want supplies. So he sent troops down, created barbed wire fences, all this other stuff. Yes, you're going to say, oh, but the Berlin Wall was established after Stalin died during Khrushchev's regime. Yeah, I know, all right? But we're going to talk about that a little later. So Stalin decides to create a wall, essentially, to stop supplies coming in and to have those people reluctant on communism. So that's when Winston Churchill came up with his brilliant speech, um, an iron curtain has descended onto Eastern Europe, yada, yada, yada. Truman sends the doctrine, pretty much condemning Stalin and saying, saying, yeah, this guy is a POS and, you know, don't, don't side with him or whatever. Okay, but Stalin didn't care. In fact, tensions got so high that Stalin even said war with the West is inevitable. So, before anything could happen, Stalin gets the nuclear bomb, okay? Now, now it's serious, all right? America has a nuke, Stalin has a nuke, and they are, they are ready to, you know, fight because they know that Stalin wants more land. So, America is like, yeah, we're about to get to war, but luckily in 1953, Stalin dies, okay? Khrushchev also kind of pulled a Stalin, Khrushchev was actually the jester of Stalin. He was a comedian for Stalin and kind of made himself seem like he was the next choice. It was actually supposed to be um, this, this fat guy. I don't even remember his name. It starts with an L. But I keep thinking it's Laveria Media, but that's, that's something Dark Side Phil got screwed over for. But it starts with an L. And he was in charge of the NKVD, I believe. And Khrushchev was just a comedian. Well, Khrushchev decided to just kill him, right? He got him executed, said he wasn't part of Stalin. And then Khrushchev came out with his uh, secret speech, which he pretty much condemned that Stalin was an idiot and killed 30 million Russians, okay? So Khrushchev's now in charge, and JFK comes and announces, or I believe it's, no, it's JFK. So JFK comes in and says to Khrushchev, Hey, look, you can't invade West Germany. You can, East Germany's yours. West Germany is ours. So 
You know, Khrushchev took that at heart and was like, oh, East Germany's mine? So he creates the Berlin Wall, okay? Because Berlin was in the eastern side. Then you had West Berlin. And a lot of Eastern Berliners were going to West Berlin and so on and so forth. So they created the wall, okay? Then a lot of tensions go on. The Cuban Missile Crisis happens. Um, we set up missiles, nuclear missiles in Turkey. The space race happens. And I could talk about the space race. I could talk about all this other stuff. So now we're going back into after Vietnam. Um, we start doing lots of proxy, proxy wars. Russia invades Afghanistan, loses in 1980. So now we're set up in 1980s, okay? So 1980s, we now have um, Mikhail Gorbachev. So Gorbachev comes in and he creates something that's called Glasnost because he does, he's not really a communist in the same term. Like he doesn't like it, but he's very soft-spoken and he didn't like that. And you have Gorbachev versus Reagan. Well, Reagan actually liked Gorbachev. So he started negotiating talks with him. And he's like, hey, come on, let people have a little bit of um, a little bit of freedom out there. Okay. So Gorbachev creates something called Glasnost and something else. And it essentially allows people to take or allow people to buy capitalist stuff like jeans. Jeans were outlawed until the 80s in the Soviet Union. So Gorbachev ends up kind of being a little bit too lenient. Then you have Hungary. They start having protests. The Hungarian, uh, Hungary president goes to this uh, Russia. And I was going to say Soviet Union, but they were kind of part of the Soviet Union. So he goes to the Soviet Union and in Moscow, and Gorbachev is like, I don't really like it, but why don't you guys have an election? Well, the election happened, and one communist official actually won the election. 99 voted against it, okay? So Hungary was now free, and the first thing they did was take off the barbed wire, okay? Now, East Germans are like, well, Hungary is still technically part of the Soviet Union, so we're allowed to just travel there. So they started going there in droves, okay? They started going there in droves, and now everyone knew what was happening. They're like, oh, crap. Okay, because they're, they're going from Hungary, and then they're going into West Germany. So after West Germany ends, um, after Hungary falls, then it goes to Poland, and so on and so forth. And then we have another player in the game, Boris Yeltsin. Okay, now because you could vote for a president... Um, this is going to be way oversimplified, but the Soviet Union was made up of different countries, okay, and different territories. It's like America and different states. Well, the biggest one was the Russian Federation, okay? So you had Mikhail Gorbachev, and then you had a bunch of other smaller governors, essentially, okay? So then you have Boris Yeltsin take, uh, win the presidency for Russia itself, not the Soviet Union, but Russia, okay? And... Since he has the largest of the land, what does Boris Yeltsin do? He kicks Mikhail Gorbachev off, okay? And Berlin Wall falls December 25th or December 26th, United States time, 1991. The Soviet Union collapses. So I know there's more, way more. I barely scratched the surface on between 1922 and 1991. But I tried to simplify it as best I can to understand 
what does Vladimir Putin want? So Vladimir Putin wants to have the Soviet Union reestablished, okay? He wants to have that reestablished and make it to its former glory because the Soviet Union was once a superpower. It was America versus the Soviet Union, okay? Soviet Union was be able to fund proxy wars. They were able to fund a lot of things. And that's what Vladimir uh, Putin wants. If you think about it, he was the head of the KGB for a while. He's an ex-KGB agent. He was part of the uh, Communist Party. So he wanted that. He wanted he wants the Soviet Union to be reestablished. Now, why Ukraine? Because Ukraine was originally part of the Russian Federation during the Soviet Union. Okay, they were part of. Remember when I said Boris Yeltsin got himself in charge of the country of Russia? Well, Ukraine was part of that. When the Soviet Union collapsed, they just essentially gave people their freedom to vote and separate themselves. So Ukraine ended up um, becoming its own country. And then Ukraine started going to NATO because they had capitalism, right? So that's what Putin wants. He's going to take Ukraine, all right? And unfortunately, there's more to that and I'll explain it more but I just wanted to clarify on the historical context because a lot of people are asking me about the history of the Soviet Union and the Cold War so that's that's just the just of it okay if you have any more questions email me text me I will make I will gladly talk about the Soviet Union and the Cold War until I'm blue in the face all right I'm Jamil Gabriel and I'm signing off <laughs>